Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast, and we are live recording in Simple Studios. I'm Clint Marker. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. And we are here to discuss some more of my testimony. So, yes, we are. I'm going to leave that over to Dave Schneider. <laughs> you just, you definitely <laughs> just jumped right in there, didn't you? It's, it's, it's habit, habit for you. dude. It's habit, man. It's habit. He can't just be quiet. We I are creatures of habit. Just, yeah. I can't. He can't you just can. be quiet. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Anyway, so we're talking about Dave Garza's testimony. Hi, I'm Dave All Garza. Right. Yeah, Dave Garza. <laughs> My right testimony. there. All right, yeah. Dave's testimony. So I believe last time we talked about um, Dave, you had some eye issues going on, and your parents, or yeah, yep. it was your parents yep. at the time, and yep. they were going through, you know, trying to get you a whole bunch of surgeries done to try and correct this deal, and they found out that. You know, every couple years you have to get surgeries. So you went through a lot of sur- eye surgeries as a kid. Yes. And so, you know, not to skip too far ahead, but then your parents ended up getting divorced and things started to go the wrong direction. Yep. And then you went to a boot camp academy essentially for a summer uh, deal, which is army related. Yes. It was, we, won't, uh, ten, we won't hold that against you. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was 10 weeks. Fun-filled time. I'm gonna make you boys strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Major Vincent Whitterfoot Payne. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> anyway, so you went to this uh, academy, and that's kind of where we kind of left off. You were getting ready to go into the next school year. Yes, yes. And you had informed us that it didn't get any better because this was an attempt to try and make everything like so you don't go. That's the wrong right. direction. That's right. So, so where where this picks up is when I got out of the academy. Um, I went to my mom's for like two weeks, and because, like I said, that was a summer long program. Uh, I ended up going to my mom's for just a couple weeks, and then, uh, not by choice, I was informed that I was going to be moving with dad, and uh, which was intimidating. Love my dad. But dad is not a uh, screw around type of feller. And so I knew that this was going to be a new adventure. Right. And considering I just got out of the military school and uh, things weren't going so great. So I, they felt like you needed more structure in your life than what your mom could provide. Absolutely. Not that she did a bad job. No, but no. Mom did a good job. But mom's also four nine mm-hmm. and a tiny little lady. And uh, you I kind of walked over the situation. Yes, right? a little bit. And right. dad's, you know, six foot and not so intimidating. Two twenty. Not so, so. intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he was a Texas state judo champion. So mm. I, uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't back talk that guy a lot. So anyway, and when I did, I don't remember it. No, I'm just if you back talked, you got backhanded. <laughs> yeah, That's where I was. Yes, go yes. Well, something happened. I just always woke up in bed. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> but are you okay there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> hey, little fella. Right. <laughs> we bet you won't do that again. But uh, no. So I moved with my dad, and at this point, he had moved to uh, Newton, Iowa, because uh, he had previously worked for Pirelli Armstrong, mm-hmm. and Pirelli went out of business, and he had been in Newton for just a couple years. Um, he had m- taken a job with Maytag Appliances. Okay. And, of course, that's their, uh, where Maytag began was in Newton. Right. And uh, anyway, so this would have been, 
I think I was, oh, I'm trying to remember. I think I was going into eighth grade okay. at this point. And uh, going into eighth grade, and I was a super punk of a kid. Mm. I was all into fighting. I was way into, you know, I just, nobody was going to tell me nothing. I mean, Did that's, you try and find extracurricular activities to kind of um, be able to fight and make it accept, acceptable? <laughs> well, uh, the problem was, was, you know, we had done a little bit of boxing and found out I was extra aggressive. Um, so that didn't work. Um, so you and, knocked out your sparring partners? Well, when you start throwing your forehead around and oh, stuff like yeah. that and elbows and knees and mm-hmm. yeah. So I, they said I had a record. This I'm the was only guy before that tried MMA. Take, yeah. I was going to say, so UFC. <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much. At so, least almost. See, so I you're... feel like I'm a founding father. Right. That's not... <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, we tried, man. I mean, I was in sports, you know, I played football, I played baseball. Baseball was really my thing. But football was fun, but it just wasn't wasn't really my thing. It wasn't aggressive enough? It, well, baseball's not even that aggressive. I but know, I was trying to figure that out, like right. how I, you didn't like this. It was one of those disciplined activities that worked for me, right. if that makes sense. Makes you know, sense. I, yeah. I always worked well on a team. It's I worked a well in structure. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you get into like boxing or anything like that like a good option probably would have been martial arts right but you know there wasn't a whole lot of that out there martial arts there's a lot more respect involved in it right if you weren't showing a lot of that it wouldn't have been been good no i had zero (laughs) respect so yeah yeah, that would have just been you ever been laid out by a uh, fifth degree black belt uh well my father i'm not sure what degree he got in judo but yeah (laughs) he laid you out Uh, yeah 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 yeah, gotcha yeah anyway (laughs) keep going anyway so you know i got involved and i got down here in newton and i and i started making some friends uh not the right ones like right off the bat i started running with i remember there's this kid that lived across the street from me and you know it was just convenient i didn't know anybody in this kid that's in my grade lives directly across the street well you know this kid was heavy into smoking weed and drinking and you know i mean i'm barely just about to turn 14 you know and how old was it? he you said he was in your grade yeah i yeah he was in my grade but i think he was close. one of those that was Held back yeah I, okay. he had to be man because i'm pretty sure he's like a year year and a half older than me mm. and you know he didn't have great influencers ahead of him you know i think the parents had some rough life going on so there's a whole reason for yeah man that. the ninth grade the best four years of my life yeah right <laughs> it was way cool dude uh <laughs> but you know just started running around with him and and he did play baseball though okay and, and even you know in all of that and so you know i kind of started smoking pot and got into smoking cigarettes already and started drinking you know it just that's what it turned into i mean if you called that drinking you know being a punk 13 year old you know and i drink slit malt liquor because that's all i can get (laughs) right right you know whatever could be found or stolen out of mom or dad's right refrigerator that's what we got but you know it just all in all it was just a horrible direction i was heading and and then you know started hanging out with him and doing all that stuff well i started 
meeting other kids that were like-minded and right you know uh that is a small town and newton yeah yeah and there wasn't a lot to do and that wasn't good (laughs) sound that was not good negative things to do yeah negative things to do and and that's really just kind of how it all just started to really take off in such a horrible direction i mean you know it went from running around with these guys to to you know uh hanging out and scooping the loop and, 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 yeah, and scooping <laughs> the loop of newton I, i'm telling you they did was that a happening scene uh for that town in yes. the 1950s that was the, the scene huh? yes we got all of our uh <laughs> we got our 44 fords together and would rat race with our you know we'd roll our cigarettes up in our t-shirt hundred dollar truck our, that's right yeah 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 uh, brand anyway. new anyway. but yeah so you know it's just in the loop of newton yep just nice. i mean well and that involved you know, all these little fun teenager competitions over who's the tough guy. You know, I was the new guy, so I had to make a name for myself. Right. So I f- thought, you know, and, you know, just way bad attitude, man. I was so quick to punch someone in their face just because I could. Like, and it turned into a fun thing for me because I wasn't getting attention anywhere else. Right. I mean, in the long run, that's kind of not that dad wasn't there dad was there but my father worked his butt off right and this guy worked a lot of times six seven days a week you know and and like what didn't help is a lot of times he'd work the graveyard shift so he'd be pulling out of the driveway at 10 30 and all my punk friends be coming in the house at 10 45 mm. we had a spot to party all night right you know and it just it, it just was not a good situation for me even though he was doing what he could. And then, you know, it just kind of started developing into stupid little stuff. Did you know? your dad ever suspect that this stuff was going on? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, he knew that I was, of course, not doing real great. I I, I was struggling in school, but that was kind of just a normal thing at this point. Right. Um. I was usually pretty good about not doing that ignorant stuff at school because I knew that was a sure way to get caught. Right. Um, so I at least had some wisdom there. But, you know, it's uh, I was really good about keeping all of that away. You know, I know he's not dumb. He knew. I was going to say, my parents <laughs> had my number when it came to something <laughs> to do stupid right. stuff. Right, no. They he, knew it. He knew full on mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I was doing. And it just started to progress, man. Right. It it really did. It went from just hanging out, doing a lot of fighting, you know, trying to be the new tough guy in town and trying to do this and that to, oh, well, you know, I got in trouble because I was breaking stuff, vandalizing stuff, um, got in trouble for fighting on multiple occasions, you know, started getting a name for myself in the local court system because that's the garbage I was pulling. You know, um, got myself caught up and sent to a couple juvenile facilities for, you know, a two, three day stay for stupid stuff I had done. So this was before your second experience with, you had alluded to last time that there was another time you went to a different 
Academy. Yes, yes. No, this is all leading up to that. Okay. So, gotcha. so, and this second Academy, as as I'm, we're we're almost there because this is this is what got us there. Right. Is all of this okay. behavior? Yep. I kind of figured uh, that. Yep. But yep. Yeah. And I mean, I it got to the point, guys. I started running around with guys that were like 19, 20 years old because I was this little tough kid that you know would do anything. And for whatever reason, of course, I mean, real desirable dudes who are hanging out with a 14-year-old who are 19 and 20. So, you know, I wasn't thinking of it that way then. I was just like, oh, cool, dude. These guys can buy me alcohol. Mm -hmm. They can, you know, they can get me cigarettes. They can, you know, they can give me anything I want, man. The stuff that I want to do. That's right. That's right. And, And, well, dad caught on to that. And it got to the point where, like, you know, I would leave home on a friday night and come back wednesday jeepers like not kidding uh that's almost running away from home yeah pretty much i mean there were many times i had the cops out looking for me you know or they'd find me and take me home and you know my dad i i I believe he knew a couple of the officers in town so a lot of it was hey we got word david's here and or my dad would just show up take me home you know stuff like that and uh Ultimately, it just got to the point where it was like, okay, something's got to change. Like, was this legitimately, I don't want to go home? Um, or was this just like, I'm having fun. I just don't want to, you know. Like- yeah. I mean, there's coming up to this is that got really bad. What really set it off for me was, um, and, you know, I'm not putting blame on him, but my dad had met this woman that he married. And I couldn't stand her. Hmm. Nothing about her I liked. To this day, there's really not anything about her I liked. Uh, it, it wasn't that my feelings were invalid. Are they still together? No. Oh, no. Okay. Um. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was just there was just something about her as a person. Not a good person. Not any of those things. It just I I, I didn't I didn't care for. Her. Um. You know, I, I was one of those kids. I really felt like she had stepped in and tried to act like my mom. Oh, yeah. And yep. that wasn't going down with me. Right. Um, yep. So it was complete rebellion at this point because right. I'm like, oh, you're going to move in with this lady. You guys are married. You're getting a place to get, you know. Right. I didn't want nothing to my do with it. My whole life's changing right, right. here. Right. And know? I didn't. I literally didn't want anything to do with it. I'm like, nope, I'm out. I'll take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I got this. And so just all this trouble wrapping up and like I said, in complete full rebellion here, uh, I get informed that, well, the way, the way they had to do it, cause I wasn't going to go willingly. Uh, we were going to go check something out. I remember, and I can't remember how it was all, you know, I thought it was like a, we were going on a family trip or something. I don't. Really, <laughs> I don't. You were going on a one way trip. Yeah, that's brother. right. That's right. <laughs> He's at David's going to a farm where he could run free. <laughs> and oh, uh, well, we pulled up to uh, Kemper Military Academy in Boonville, Missouri. <laughs> it sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. This was thrilling. Um. Yeah, and see, we had actually discussed me going to this place previously because it was your something par- I your was. Parents discussed it. Uh, no, and me you and my were dad. Just part of it. <laughs> me and my dad. I got and you. Uh, 
because I was interested in this. I had a I had this huge goal that I wanted to go into the Marine Corps. And when we I turned won't hold 18, that against you either. That's uh, <laughs> getting yelled at by a sailor over here. That's right. But uh uh but it wasn't the army, Dave. It wasn't the army. And there you I'll go. give you that. There you go. But uh so like that was a big thing for me and this was a Marine Academy. Like that was their whole structure was very much we're building up warriors you know we're building up all these tough guys and this was so like that was appealing to me i'm like yeah i can i can survive yeah this. dude i'm i'm a warrior right now dude right. i'm trying to punch people in the face that's right like you, you know, know like yeah. yeah i can do this well well apparently i'm gonna do this is the way it all came down to it <laughs> and <laughs> so we get there and you know of course i'm 110 percent angry <laughs> so right uh pretty sure i called my dad just about everything in the book other than dad so how long into this trip she didn't tell you by the way we're dropping you off of this kemper military academy when we got there really nice. we're pulling yeah. through the gate yeah nice yep yep i remember yeah i got the last meal i remember i got the guy <laughs> I, I, what I, do you want to eat yeah uh, yeah i can't remember we went somewhere and had a nice meal man da- daddy got me all, all i want is a cheeseburger <laughs> can i have a cheeseburger and fries daddy <laughs> and yeah oh, dude. oh yeah dude i mean but that's the way i had to be handled because you got to think about it if we would have been in iowa and they're like hey get in the car you're going to military school i'd have been like yeah. hey bye <laughs> no <laughs> yeah if you can catch me good luck you know right. uh but anyway so i'm super angry so i start going through this process and i can remember sitting there and i'm like you know what i'm I'm, I, I was interested in this anyway. Gonna make the best of this. So how know? long did it take you to really be cool with this decision? Like, was it an instantaneous, <sighs> I'm no, cool with this? Or no. was this like, halfway through, I really realized, like, okay. No, I don't, I don't think I even called my dad for, like, at least a few weeks. I was okay. like, you know what, I'm not talking to you, dude. Like how long was this academy? Uh, I was there be? for it, it was uh, an entire school year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, which I ended up they took me out. It, it, I ended up not going the entire school year because I was doing really great. Okay. Uh, because yet again, I do great in structure. Mm-hmm. I was doing great in this. I mean, I got in there and like you know this the way that this place was structured was. It was all former Marines who ran this. Okay, they were your your what what they called TAC officers. Right. So they had the round browns and they were poking you in the head with it and <laughs> pretty much. And it gotcha. was yeah, and it was I mean, it was strict, dude. You were up at sometimes 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning doing reveille, PT. Reveille. PT for two and a half hours, putting a big smile on your face and then uh, go to mess at seven forty-five. Get through that. Meet out on the quad and do uh smoke you for another five do, hours. Do drill for about another hour before you went to school, and then you had to go to school. And in between each class, you had to do drill. And of course, <laughs> you had mat or uh, mess for lunch. Um, and I mean they they it was full system, dude. You had to march around the quad so many times you had to go past the flag so like they paraded you you were every single time you walked out man and they were strict on it 
and uh you know it, it was it was tough at first because of course i was clearly having an issue with authority um and what made it even more tough is see you have like your senior TAC officers which were like you know our our sergeant major was a marine veteran you know and and he was just one guy that lived on our floor because they had like your different companies i was i was in delta they had the delta dogs they had hotel company and then they had foxtrot and uh delta on our floor we had a sergeant major who was a veteran from and he had served in vietnam and korea and this guy scared the life out of me yeah, dude. and everybody else. Like he, uh, without kidding, uh, he had a plaque on his wall for like, I, I won't even guess the number, a ridiculous number of hands-on combat kills in Vietnam. Um, he was a very intimidating, scary man. Perfect for that p- position because he could get a whole bunch of <laughs> right, punk yeah. teenage boys to listen mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, and if you didn't, well, this was back before hazing was against the law. Uh, you would get your head put into the wall and you would tell them, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that's just how that worked. And But the rest of the structure of this was kids. Okay, so you could be 16 years old and you could have a 13-year-old in your face telling you what to do. Mm. Because so, he had seniority. He had, posi- he had been there. Right. Uh, he had question. rank. Yeah. So your birthing units, you're talking about your birthing units, you got you know, Sergeant Major right there. Yeah. They're responsible for you. Right. 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 So, yes, they're going to be living there. Yes. Essentially. It's yes. it's pretty much boot camp. Yes. That's what they do. Yep. You know? Yep. And so, um, <clears throat> your birthing situation, was it mm-hmm. a big open bay? No. Or was no, it you individual had, rooms? Uh, individual, well, two, two cadets per room. Okay. So, it was set up literally like a hotel. All right. Like when you walk down the hall, there was just room, you know, and the rooms well, were nothing pretty. Nothing like boot camp, but okay, yeah, go no, ahead. no. The, it, uh, but let's remember, this place was built in the 1840s, yeah, and it I had never been updated. I'm not kidding. Right. So it, they had radiant heat, and nothing else. Uh, that's it. Uh, right. As much as you could wrap in a blanket, that's what you got. Right. And air conditioning, <laughs> that didn't exist. exist. Uh, you open the window. Mm. Uh, yeah, but uh. So, you know, the, the living situations were, it was rough, man. I mean, it, it really was. It, gotcha. it, it was. So how was the food? Did Was the food. Actually, the food was amazing. Yeah. They made really good food there, man. Mm. Mess was awesome. That was the best part of my life was mess. Because it, it like for real. And they, they fed us well. Yeah. Because I mean, every other, uh, every other aspect of this sucks. <laughs> right. The food's good. Well. We're going to yeah. feed you good. We're going to feed you good. And anyway, so, you know, there was just, uh, the structure was difficult to adjust to, okay. to understand and respect rank. But Be- of course, there's a system and a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, when you first got there, you're like not wanting to respect any sort of authority right. at all. So right. like, yeah, I can understand why this is going to be a struggle. That's right. From the beginning. That's right. That's right. And you start off just as a cadet. You don't even get to be a corporal. You're, you're, you're a cadet. You're a slick sleeve. You are. I think, that, well, I think that's what they called it. You don't have any rank you, at all. Nothing you're at all. Sleeve. Yep, yep. Yep. And so you have to work up from that. And this one wasn't as easy, man. If you wanted to move up, you had to put in work. And I right. mean hard work. Mm-hmm. Like you had to excel in all areas, not just some. 
Right. Because if you failed in one, they'd start you back from the beginning. Hmm. And that's just how it works. That's you're either going to be good at all of it. Oh, dude, it was tough. And that's just the way it was formulated. I mean, and it was effective, but I can remember kids. I mean, you know, like I said, this was a different time for any of you youngins listening. Uh, You don't get to cry to mom and dad. You don't get to threaten with, oh, I'm going to call the state. They'd hand you the phone. And, <laughs> Let me dial yeah, it up for um, you. Yeah, this was, I mean, hazing was a very real thing. If you didn't keep your mouth shut, well, you get your butt whooped. Right. Um, and it wasn't by the adults. It was by... Because everybody else is getting smoked. That's right. Because you are trying to be an individual. That's right. Oh, here's a story for you. I remember a kid running his mouth the whole di- time during PT on a Sunday afternoon after ma- after church which they required us to do so that was a good thing um but after church they decided that we were going to do about three i don't know it was three or four hours of pt in our class a's and because we had pts we had you know our whatever they called it our daily uniform which was just some some gray wool khakis from 1742 and that was like a turtleneck sweater <laughs> and a and a, a a blue shirt with your cover you know right and and then of course you always had your your medals name tag ranks all that and anyway and then you had your class a's and dude the class a's i yeah for those of you out there who have served i know the struggle and it's terrible because that was like wearing a 1937 like Frank Sinatra style down to your ankles wool jacket mm. and it was hot and we are out there and they are drilling us dude like not fun we're like, going to make it rain outside yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I, I think we stayed they had us stay in cover uh, for like an hour mm. just to see how long you could hold your arm up uh <laughs> yeah, dude. Sounds and then when familiar. that arm got tired, they told you dress right, dress. And you got to stand there with the other arm up for an hour. Right. And you didn't move. You didn't, you know, you had to ask to scratch your nose. A bee could be stinging you in your eyeball. You'd have to, sir, can I take a hand? And they could say, yeah, go for it. Or if they didn't like you, they'd say, no. no we're good. No, you're good. And there was this kid who kept mouthing, dude. So what they ended up doing was they let him go back, put his PT shorts on sat him in the shade under a tree and got him a soda while the rest of us stood there in our class A's and PT'd for an extra two hours. No. Yeah, let's just say that that night, he didn't have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) And never (laughs) never again. Y'all are going to pay for this one jelly donut. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I learned what a blanket party is. That's not a party, and it's that not, not fun. fun. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, yeah, just some military terms that I'm sure kind of go across the board. Yeah, that, that's um, not a good situation. No, dude. you get somebody that's a blue falcon. That's another yeah. navy term yeah. right there. <laughs> somebody that's going to do their own thing, man. Um, you get punished for that. Oh man, because look, man, I'm here. I'm struggling. Right, they're beating us relentlessly. Yep, I mean not beating us physically, but, right? But like tearing you down. Yeah, just yeah, nothing but push ups, sit ups. Get on your back. Get on your front. Oh yeah, you know, like do this, do that, and it's it's raining inside in the middle of winter. 
because it's so hot in here because all we're doing is exercising. Right. They called it pizza parties. Yeah? Well, yeah. There isn't any pizza, <laughs> and it's not fun. <laughs> okay? Like, it's not cool. You don't <laughs> like it. There isn't any pizza. You know? There isn't any pizza. Don't let them fool you. Okay? You know, wh- uh, and the other thing he used to do to us, and I'm not trying to, you know. No, you're good. To, you're good. But uh, they used to be like, we're going to do one jumping jack. And one jumping jack is jack is one, two, three, one. Yeah. And you always get the person that starts again. Oh, yep. Oh, now we're going to do Knocked two jumping jacks. Knock us out of jacks. cadence. Yep. Start over. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to do two jumping jacks. All you have to do is two jumping jacks. And we're at like 500 jumping jacks uh-huh. by the end of this because somebody starts again. <laughs> and it's like all you had to do was one jumping jack. Right. Right. That's, That's it. it. That's it. This is Just so follow easy. orders. Yeah. Yeah. No. It never ends up yeah. being that easy. Yeah, they used to do a lot of those kind of things, Dad. Yeah. So anyway, so you, you so they're they're smoking you guys outside. Oh yeah. You know, you, oh, yeah. you guys are you guys are struggling. You're you're so uh, the switch turns and I'm assuming you start to kind of enjoy this because you said yeah. you kind of wanted to Yeah, absolutely. I had always been athletic. Uh, I was turning into a, kind of a little beastly type kid, you know. I was like, hey, man, I'm I'm good at this stuff. I can handle this stuff. I can shove people around. Maybe I should use that as an authority thing, you know. And I figured out, well, I'm in the right place to do this. So I started, you know, putting in the hard work, man. I mean, you could, you could bounce a brick off my bed, not crease my bed. I had that thing so tight. Yeah, you could, dude. You That's know, good. You could see your teeth and the toes of my shoes. My room was, you know, my grades were good. My work was hard. Uh, my drill was great. I remember winning a couple drill competitions where they, I don't know if they ever did that to you guys, and they just drill like you're drilling, and they just call out cadences. And if you make one wrong move, you get tossed out. And it all the way down to the last two guys. And... You know, I won a couple of those. I don't think and, we never did anything like that. Yeah, this was just punishment, and it taught us drill. Right. But because we did a You're lot facing of facing like, movements. And yes, stuff. exactly. Yep. And uh, so I got good at this, man. I started moving up rank fast. I mean, I went. I I I didn't even hit. I remember I got promoted right over corporal to private, and that was because uh, there was some situation. I can't even remember exactly what it was i went above and beyond for something and somebody put in a recommendation so i got to skip a rank and that was cool you know that is kind of um and 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 they reward you in these things you know like there's a cadet hall and in the cadet hall well there's you know there's an officer's club there's a you know nco's area co's area there's like different as you moved up you got more stuff more freedom because you could leave this campus. Mm. You could go off campus. You could go into town, but you had to reach certain levels to do that. Mm. And so, like, on that the. That all comes with trust. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And because what they've done is they've broken you down to the point where now that's all you know. Right. And that's just, you know, you're not trying to run. You're not trying to. Some kids tried. Nobody was ever successful. No, dude. You know, that's. It, it just. It, well, because on campus was an actual ROTC. Right. Right next to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these boys were not playing 
And <laughs> that that was, sounds like the Navy boot camp in Great Lakes was right next <laughs> to the Marines boot camp in, in Great Lakes. Yeah. And people would jump the wrong fence and end up in Marines boot camp <laughs> for like a week. They'd let them sit there for a week wow. and just get nothing but drilled and smoked That's by the funny. Marines. Yeah. And then they'd bring them back and then they'd have to start all over at day That's one. That's hilarious. That's horrible. That's hilarious. But, you know, I started having a lot of fun with it. Like, we actually did war games. Right. Uh, they were training us to be soldiers. Right. That was the whole purpose of this. Like, all these kids that were in there were headed for the Corps. Mm. Or, I mean, some of them were headed for the Navy. Some of them, it wasn't just specifically the Corps. Right. But that's what their training basis was. Right. And, you know, so, like, I started taking some pride in this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, man, I'm good at this. And I started liking all the medals I had and all the stuff I was earning. And like we did, like I said, the war games and stuff, they'd send us out with paintball guns in the middle of the night. And they owned like 160 acres that were out back that was all wooded. And we trained to fight and we trained to do this stuff. And I loved it, man. I mean, that was my wheelhouse. And so I did really, really great. And by the time I ended up leaving the program, uh, I had reached as a staff sergeant, so I was a squad leader. Um, it was just a lot of fun, man. And even started if I would have stayed longer, uh, was getting ready to step into platoon sergeant. You know, to step so, up from squad. How? What age were you when you got kind of got through some of this? Uh, I was fifteen. Fifteen. So you, fifteen years old. Turning, running a turned squad. sixteen. Yeah. Running a squad. Yep. Of people. Of people. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and we were large. I mean, you got to figure each platoon, your platoon is your company. Right. You know? Um, so I think we had, I'm trying to remember, there was probably about 15, 16 guys per squad, roughly, I don't know, 60 guys per platoon. I was going to say, that's a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah, dude. There, so, I, and it was. And from a military standpoint, you get smoke for people that, are, you know, like, I, I have no control over. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. But you get smoked because crap rolls down. That's right. And I'm sure that. Uh, oh, many times over. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I can remember getting disciplined for stuff I had nothing to do with. And then, that's called that's called good leadership. Yep. Yep. And OK. Anyway. So, so, so anyway. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I ended up I was doing so great and everything. And, you know, mom and dad did want me back home. They didn't want me in this place forever, you know, right. and especially, you know, having my sights set on the military one day, you know, it's like, oh, well, probably should get him home and let him enjoy his life and, and see how this goes. And so I get out, and when I got out, I ended up back at Mom's um, in Des Moines, and things weren't going too bad. Uh, started running around with you know, some kids that I had known from when I was younger, you know, and they weren't bad kids by any means. A uh, couple of them, you know, there's always a couple bad eggs in every bunch. And, you know, we just, I was doing well with my schooling, but I kind of started just getting into this. You know, I was more interested in women and drinking. You know, I still wanted to drink and party. Um, Drugs were never really a big thing for me, so that wasn't really a big. Besides smoking you know, pot, smoking some weed, but I, like I never got into the other Heavy realm stuff. of the stuff. You know, I was around it a lot, but alcohol was really kind of my wheelhouse. That was what 
Well, I mean, I you can go. You can't. Even drinking alcohol at your age is a form of rebellion, right? Oh, yeah. That's still, like, enough of a rush. Like, I'm doing right. something I'm not supposed to right. do. You know, when you get older, it's like, man, I got to find other things that give me that rush. Right. Of, right. Because you're able to do more stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway. So, anyway, so I'm back, back home, back at school, uh, you know, and things didn't go so bad for about a year. You know, there was about a year there. Well, maybe a little less. And, you know, was hanging out with some friends and then started talking to some other friends again from back in Newton. And had gotten a little bit of trouble at home because I did, again, it, it, that was a common thing for me was not wanting to be at home. Like, I never wanted to be at home. I always wanted to be out doing my own thing. So, you know, mom was angry because I was never around. Was this because you thought you could do better? You know, I, I honestly, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know what was really pushing me to never want to be there, but I did never want to be there. Okay, I did you. never want to be there, man. I just always had this feeling of like, like, man, this isn't for me. You know, like I could be off doing something better, mm-hmm. something I want to do. Right. And so, you know, and I think there was still a lot of animosity towards both of my parents over the divorce and everything, right. you know. My dad was still with this woman that I just could not stand. Um, you know, my mom had met a man that I actually got along with, so that wasn't an issue, you know. Um, and he's she's still with him today, my stepdad. You know, he's a, he's a good guy. We get along. Um, but I just never wanted to be around any of them, any of them. Um, I think I held a lot of grudges and probably still, in a sense, have some of those little bits of animosity but you know i've i've forgiven and try to move forward on that but what what really screwed me up and actually i say it screwed me up but the big kicker was running with some of these kids uh we were partying and i was it just i was 16 oh man like two months before i turned 17 Two months before I turned 17. This was a big one that could have really screwed up my entire life. Um, Cruising around with some not-so-intelligent folks. And we got pulled over. And unbeknownst to me, the passenger in the car um, had thrown a gun out of the window. And seriously, handgun or what? a handgun, yep, yeah, a pistol. Okay. Um, well, the cops get us, uh, they arrest us, and because I see, I didn't know the passenger or right. the driver. I knew the two other dudes I was in the back seat with, who knew them, and they they were all pals. Well, I was always taught not to be a snitch. Right. I was always taught not to do that. That that was snitches get stitches. <laughs> right. You know that just wasn't who I was, man. Right. Mine or not, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. So I ended up taking accountability in the situation. When you know, I remember going to the police department. And they're like, "Well, what about a gun?" I'm like, "Well, what gun? I didn't have a gun. Did you find a gun on me? You know, if I didn't have one, right. <laughs> you know, somebody like, planted like, it. Right. Like yeah. I don't have one." Right. And, 
you know, at that time, they didn't care. Everybody got in trouble. Everybody. You know, we're a bunch of punk kids. So, Mm -hmm. ended up going to Eldora State Training School for Boys here in Iowa. Um, Charged with possession of an illegal firearm. Or, no, how'd they word it? Because they couldn't prove it was in my possession. I can't remember how it was worded. Um, But anyway. So, yeah. So... Ended up at Eldora, Eldora State Training School. So now this is like a juvenile detention center. Yes, it's a juvenile detention center. It's pretty much your next step to prison. And <laughs> yeah. if you were old enough, you would have gone to prison. Well, yeah, that's right. They, right. They, well, they very. I was close enough to age. They very well could have charged me as an adult. And the judge okay. made that very clear. Wow. And he was like, so here's your options. You can either, because at first when I went in front of him, I'm like, well, you're an idiot. I didn't do anything wrong. And... This isn't my problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when he's like, well, here's your choices. You're either going to plead guilty and you're going to go to this program or I'm going to try you as an adult. You can take it to trial, but I'll try you as an adult. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And happy well, so to... This was the first offense with this kind of thing, right? But you said you've been... Oh, yeah. I had a minor the- criminal history for like, yeah, breaking windows... Uh, I was with a buddy of mine who stole a pair of shoes from a but store one time. But this is obviously escalating. Yes, exactly. And so the judge, I mean, you said you've been in front of the judge before. Yep, yeah. So he was trying to curb that. I think that's you know. what he was probably trying to do <laughs> and was trying to give me a very real option, you know, because he used to always, every time I got in front of him, he's like, you're not stupid. I don't know why you're acting stupid. You know, you're right. making stupid choices. and. So he gave me the option, and of course, you know, I took it and ended up in Eldora. And this really could have been, like a lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, the, you know you're know, you going to a detention center. You screwed your whole life up. It actually ended up being the best thing that could have happened to me because, not even kidding, the group of kids that I was, and this is not me making it up by the grace of God, the group of kids that I was running around with in all my free time, not even a week later, were involved in a massive explosion of a meth lab in Newton. Two of them were burnt up to a crisp. Wow. And not that I would have been a part of that because I wasn't ever cool with that stuff. Right. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't have been there. Right. You I mean, know, that's, that is God's grace. That's like- right. You know. And and I mean, it was. I remember my dad getting a hold of me and telling me that. And I'm like, oh, you're full of it. You know, I didn't believe him. I was like, you're just trying to scared straight me. You right. know. Yep. And and no, it was uh very real. And uh, yeah, it was a bad deal, man. A lot of people got hurt. Um, a couple of them almost died. Two so- of them. Two of them are bound to wheelchairs for their whole lives. They have no fingers. Wow, okay. They have no ears. They yeah, have no... That's not good. I mean, it's... It, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> so, you're at 17-ish. It just turned 17. You know, um, I mean, the military is becoming an option at this point. Right. Right. So, you know, did you ever really have any sort of, like, inkling? I know that you enjoyed as much as you can enjoy being punished in in a military academy, did you ever really have any sort of 
inkling to man i want to join a branch of the military oh absolutely that's for sure what i wanted to do that's uh you know i was my family on both sides uh the garza side and my taylor or piper side you know whichever way you want to uh you know high regard for our country and for service men and women i mean i got family on both sides that have served um you know my great grandfather on my dad's side um he was buried as a colonel because before he died he was a lieutenant colonel okay. but he was buried as a colonel um he was in the air force plane was shot down a uh, big long story to that um gotcha yeah he uh was highly decorated um, so so eventually you kind of come out of this um jail penitentiary yes. kind of yes yes well in the plus side in all of this and and just to kind of wrap up for this episode but yeah just i was to trying touch, to get yeah, to a certain yeah, point, yeah um what the reason it was so beneficial was number one it helped me realize wow i'm an idiot and i need to stop before i do end up in big boy jail so you started to realize man i need to get a yeah hold of this i started thing. taking some accountability for my actions and for the way i was and the you know because i always summed it up well i didn't do it it's the people i'm around well what, was there anybody in that facility that kind of helped illuminate that in your life or was there oh yeah God, dude. i mean like could you pinpoint like man god started talking to me yeah no dude you know, at this at this point something that i appreciated was uh, this was before we started worrying about everybody's emotions and opinions. Um, we were made to go to church on mm -hmm. Sundays at Eldora. And Pastor Pat, and I wish I could remember his last name, and I've even called up there to try to locate this guy because he was a huge factor in it, man. Um, he, I don't know, just the way, like, he truly was there for God had put him there. Right. Like, this dude was doing his job and doing it well uh the worship was amazing his messages just really resonated with me and and just was really a great leader right and i mean and then i took uh i ended up doing my program to finish my high school education while i was there mm -hmm. because by the time i was going to get out i was supposed to be graduating so was this a GED or is this a legit? No, high like, school education. Yes, school. they they work with the high school you were attending, and so in the meantime, just earned some college credit. I also took a welding certification. I got I got a basic welding tech certification, and uh, you know because they're trying to prepare you for the world, right? And so get you, know, you into a trade or something. That's, that's right. More constructive. Oh yeah, they had like. Diesel mechanic, small engines, residential carpentry, which I'm surprised I didn't go into that. But uh, <laughs> but you Looking know, back now, yeah, right, right. But uh, and welding, right. And then I think they had like a culinary arts program. But you know, it just I got my education while I was there, or finished it at least, and got a little access to my education to further it. All right, and so um, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> All right. All right, so we've gone through a lot of trouble. Yep. And we've gone through the Academy for Marines, the yep. Marines Academy. Yep. And that was a whole summer. Uh, that was that, that was, was a whole school, school year. year yep. Deal. And, you know, everything, uh, 
escalated when you got back. You kind yep. of fell in with the same crowd. You started to roughen it up again, started getting yep. a little bit crazy, and then you ended up in jail. Yep. For kids. For kids. Yep. Yep. Pee wee jail. <laughs> Pretty much. So yep. we'll we'll stop it there and All we'll right. kind of pick up uh next time, but I believe that David is actually your turn to, to pray out this time. So is I'm it gonna... my turn to pray out? Yeah. I, I mean I can pray out. I mean, you know, it kind of <laughs> fell like that. No. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys here in another few days. Yeah, man. I will really enjoy the story so far, mm-hmm. man. I, yeah. I you you talked about how I had a four part series and how I could go into so much detail, and it's like you're doing just as good as I'm doing. So yeah, I, there's I still a lot of story. So I know. I there's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot to be said, you know, and I don't think people really realize how in-depth their story actually is right. until right. they get into the point where I'm asking you questions. Mm. Right. And and it's like, man, I remember this time or that uh-huh. time or whatever. Yeah. So it, I'm just, it, this has been really good, dude. Yeah. Good. Really, really good. good. Only 98 episodes to go. Yeah, right. only 98 more. 666 <laughs> more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that label on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you again here in a few days. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share my story. And, and Lord, I just hope that, you know, in all of our fun and, and and kind of the way I describe a lot of these things may not be completely the right way to talk about it. But, Lord, I just I hope that you can use it to penetrate someone's heart that that maybe is listening and, and and be able to use this to build them up and or maybe to just even encourage them to be bold and transparent to share their own story and and just know that you know it, it, each of us have our own individual story lord and, and as much as we may think that it's not going to be an impact or that it's boring or that it doesn't have any meaning to it, it, it everybody's story has meaning. and i just thank you that you walk with me through mine and that you continue to and I just hope that if anything, anybody takes out of this, that they just see that God, that you walk with us, even in the moments that we completely turned away from you. And even as we rebel against you, or we ignore your voice and your guidance, that you're still just waiting, just telling us to come home, just come back home. And Lord, if anybody out there needs that tonight, Lord, I just pray that you just touch their heart. I just thank you for all this opportunity that you give us on this podcast. And I, I thank you for all of the people that you put in our path that are, that are just being such a blessing to, to everything that's going on. And, and, and just thank you for these men that I get to serve your kingdom. And, and thank you for everybody else that, that's just been so encouraging, Father. Just build them up, too, and, and show them that as much as they encourage us, Lord, we want to be an encouragement to them, too. And we just thank you for all these opportunities, Lord. In Jesus Christ, name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to uh, head out for this time, guys, but uh, we hope that you are blessed yes. and that you have a great week. All right. That's have right. a great week. Yep. Thanks, everybody.